Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining us on another episode of An Earful in the Emerald City. Thank you guys for being here. We appreciate you tuning in. Um, We got a really good show for you guys today. A really good show today. A good friend of mine, very funny man, good man, all around good guy, Uh, frequent guest to the show actually recently, and uh, he is back once again by popular demand. Mr. Jamie Guerrero is joining us for the show today. Jamie Guerrero in-house. Uh, he's, got, he's got some big news. He's got some big news. Things are happening. He's he's shooking and jiving right now. This guy's making some moves. So uh, I was glad to hear it. It was good to catch up with him. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy our chat. Thanks. Probably when nobody works there anymore and no live humans yeah. work there anymore, then that's probably a good time. Right. All that. Amazon. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. But it's, a, it's a tricky one, you know, with the whole Cardin thing. I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, one of the stores I delivered to, they this last week, the guy, um, he's an older guy, and some girl came in. He's like, yeah, you know, she looked like she was late teens early 20s you know somewhere in that zone so obviously i'm gonna ask for id he's like well she shows it to him and then he looks at it and she's i think he said like 99 she's wearing like 99 so she's yeah. like still 17 you know so she's just like just barely not old enough he's like sorry i can't so yeah. and she's like okay and then she walks out he's like yeah and i knew i knew immediately because you know she was trying to buy him and didn't have and wasn't knew she wasn't old enough she would have been like Oh, oh! I left yeah. my I left my ID at home. Never mind. Yeah, never mind. You so know? he'll probably get a letter in the mail that says, "Congratulations." No, the guy came in. The oh, guy they came do? in afterwards. Yeah, and he was like, "Hey, nice he, job." He was like, "Well, yeah, that girl that just came in, she was underage." Yeah. yeah, and he's like, "So that's that's good." He's like, "Um, you know, gave him a thumbs up or a gold star, for gold no, star, whatever." But certificate of achievement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, well done, a little ribbon. Yeah, but um, the actually the owner of the store though heard about it and gave the guy a hundred bucks. You know, sweet. There yeah, you go. Because because that shit can cost them a totally. buttload, yeah, depending on what offense it is. Absolutely. Don't want that. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Yeah, so Bruce Bruce's 100 bucks richer. Oof, there you go. That's big for you, too, when you work at a gas station. That's true. Yeah, that's like How a, old? That's like a day and a half. Uh, probably late 50s. Late 50s? Late 50s, yeah. Think he brought that home to the trailer park for his lady friend? <laughs> Am I on to something he, here? He just got a nice little inheritance, Did actually. Did he? Yeah. What's he, he still doing? A nice little inheritance. What's he still doing saying? How he much did, on he, pump seven? And surprisingly, he didn't seem that broke up about the loss. No, you know? probably not. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that distant relative. Yeah. It's never going to happen. Yeah, Mr. Deed status. Yeah, totally. I want like Brewster's millions. Kidding yeah. me? I would fucking wreck that. I know. My mom just been horrible, horrible yeah. financial decisions for the better part of the last decade. Yeah. 
And I've seen a small fortune just completely be wiped out. And I'm just like, ah, thanks, Mom. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, now I'm like, listen, just don't leave me in a hole. Oh. Okay. Please don't leave me behind. I'm already behind on my own accord here. Yeah. You know, don't don't dig me even deeper here. Yeah. God, it's it's brutal too. You know, it's like you don't want to have that resentment. You don't want to. You know, yeah. you don't want to think too much, but it's like, man, what what could have been? Fortunately, I've got well, one of my brothers is on top of shit. So, uh-huh. be like, uh, Joe. You know, I don't know. Both of them are there. They're they're actually my parents. My parents are pretty good with it. Yeah, like they're all planned out and stuff like that. I think for them, it's more the will. Like they don't have that down to a science yet, uh-huh. um, and they should. But they're not. They're okay. Yeah. Financially, they're good. You know, the, the house is paid off, no debt. My father's like a debt hawk. Like, the minute it comes in, he pays it. He treats every card like American Express, even though it's not. Yeah. So, no worries there. That's good. And and honestly, you save so much money not paying debt. And the oppressive weight that even a little bit of debt can yeah. have on you, it just... it. It slowly and subtly ruins your life. Oh yeah, you know, it, it just takes away, and you're just like, I see it, I see it myself, and I'm like, I make these payments, and it's like, you're hammering out hundred, hundred fifty, two hundred dollars, you know, d- depending on where need be, get, trying to get this dent, and it's like you're not even making a dent. Sometimes it seems like you know, mm-hmm. you, you go out and have one nice dinner, you spend forty bucks because yeah, your buddy's buying endless sakis, you yeah. know, all night long. And uh, that that's it, and it's like, man, you're still like just barely chipping away here. Yep. And and I and, and I'm not even in a bad hole, like no. compared to some people. Oh yeah. Compared, <laughs> I was looking. I think an average now per per person in this country is like sixteen grand in credit card. Oh debt. yeah. Average. Yeah. It's all. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And there's a lot of people like you said, like your dad. He's got none. Nothing. He's got zero. But we're still at sixteen grand at, on average. Yeah. That's crazy. Makes you makes you wonder what the real number is. Yeah, that's just scary. Yeah, that's just what the COB is telling you. But yeah, yeah, pay off that debt, you guys. Absolutely. Pay off that debt. It's a good Don't time to get, get good time to get back to even. You know, that's my plan. That's my plan for the next year. Yeah, just pay everything. God, so. it does have to be. It, it does have to be a long term process too. You know, depending on where you're at. I mean, some people it's even longer than that. I think when you look at it as a whole. That's what gets you. You look at the total, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, everybody's like, well, make a budget. I'm like, yeah, it's good in theory, but (laughs) I don't exactly live like the live on a budget type lifestyle. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like you don't you can't be too much of a hawk. You know, you don't want it to completely control your life and then make you into that stickler and that tight wad that everybody's like, Oh yeah. Don't expect this guy to pay anything for dinner, you know? And, and it's tricky because, you know, I, I, I roll some people that are doing good, you know, they got good jobs, they got good gigs. And so, you know, throwing down 40, 50 bucks for one meal is like, these guys like, ah, whatever, you know, who cares? Whatever. Yeah. But for me, it's like, you know, I'll I'll do it every once in a while, but, uh, the old, uh, I'm not balling like that. I don't, I don't deserve that kind of, uh, I don't deserve that kind of elegance in my eating habits. Yeah. You know, not yet. I mean, I can do, I can do rice and eggs. That's fine. And that's a healthy meal and, and that's cheap. But, uh, the sake bombs, man, they add up quick. They do. God. They definitely do. Some people are just, I don't know, it's its opportunity, 
I mean, when people tell you you have to have money to make money, it's true. Like, I think if you have that, like a, uh, we'll call him a friend of mine, <laughs> but uh, maybe my ex had a house, bought a condo on Capitol Hill in 2015, and the numbers are ir- irrelevant, but, uh, you know, walked away with pretty much like 150k profit in two years and it's like you've got to be shitting me (laughs) you know like but he had enough money to buy the place right place right time and took advantage of the market bought a bought a townhouse now in magnolia so you know he's he's getting married and uh you know he's he's smart about money like super smart. And I guess he walks that line of, you know, uh he he's very very responsible with money. Always has been, always will be. You know, mm. doesn't splurge on some stuff. Does when it's needed, like certain things, but takes some convincing. But man, doesn't have to worry about shit, you know, just kind of lives his life and, you know, I mean, here if maybe I would have followed that model, I'd be you know, selling a condo and making, you know, some change. But yeah. uh, it's, it's tricky, though, man. I mean, like you said, he he probably timed it perfectly, and did. you know, and and you're going to cash in big time because of that. And not everybody can count on that. But yeah, as a as a meager peasant that I am, yeah, you know, it's it, and looking at this from the outside, it does seem like once you, at least in, at this point, once you get over that first hurdle, yeah, then. I don't want to say they're endless, but the possible the doors kind of just open up, you know. Yeah. And your lifestyle can just completely uh, the quality of it can just skyrocket in no time, you know. Yeah. Just making that first leap, letting a little bit of time pass, and then yeah, you got the equity. You can kind of work around with it. You can leverage it. Well, I think you and I talked about it before, and I don't know. I don't remember if we talked about it the last time we we sat down. But I think it was off air. We were talking probably yeah, but it's like the you know, you know the. If you can get in and get out with real estate right now, probably the best thing to do. I and mean, people are like, oh, there's no more bubble. I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. But I can tell you right now that, you know, I feel bad for – if I feel bad and I'm jealous of people that, you know, get in and they buy these houses. Like I, I have quite a few friends that recently bought mm-hmm. in Seattle. Yeah. And we're talking like half a million, mm-hmm. right? Average price in Seattle is over six hundred. Right. Yeah. So like they got one is brand new construction at five and some change, with minimal down. So we're mm-hmm. talking like a three or four thousand dollar mortgage payment, you know. And there's good opportunity within the house because it's a five bedroom. So you know some stuff can happen. Five bedroom, three and a half bath type deal. Yeah. You can rent out rooms and you can recoup some of that. Yeah, you got you some know, options. You got some options if things go sideways, but you're also committed and if the market tanks technical term mm-hmm. market tanks but you know for me it's like i don't want that like if i'm gonna if i'm gonna buy anything it's gonna be the progression of an rv and then a tiny house yeah it's what i want mm-hmm. and i don't i i don't have that you know I've, I've owned one house in my life never again never want that responsibility again yeah you know, it is a lot of responsibility. I mean, that huge payment hanging over your head every month, and that, dude, and that's for thirty years. That's even, for the next three decades. Even you're rent, in. even rent. Mm. You know, I mean, up here in South Everett, where we record, 
I mean, this is like, you know, you probably barter for rent up here. You know, trade you two beaver pelts yeah. and a half a bottle of ibuprofen or something. Yeah. It's that. You can also get into an indentured servitude. Yes. You know? uh, the terms are reasonable, usually three to five. Um, not a lot of people make it through their whole mm-hmm. term. But, uh, you know, you might get lucky. You might get lucky. <laughs> <laughs> for me, I just, I, I don't. I don't see that. So I can kind of see. I think the RV would be a good fit for you, you know, to be totally. honest. And, you know, you can you can drive it around. That shit's mobile, you know. I don't, I would, I would you know, I'd probably. You know, park it at a, like, a, honestly, little, pl- a little park, you know, I somewhere. Would, I would look to park it like, you know, your your super secret bat cave parking spot. Mm-hmm. That's all I would want. Yeah. Like, I would want somebody that has a yard that I could say, hey, let me run a hose and an extension cord. And here's an extra 200 bucks a month, right? Yeah. But. Having adopted the minimalist lifestyle, like I honestly don't have stuff. I don't want stuff. Yeah. So for me, it's like I just want a safe place to like keep a few things and put my head at night. That's it. Yeah. You know, and I could pretty much sleep anywhere. So that's the goal, man, down the road. I saw this guy at the gas station the other day, and he had this thing. uh, It was called, God, what was it? It was the Chinook. Yeah, that's what it was. It was the Chinook. Oh my! I thought God. that was hilarious because my favorite, uh, my favorite helicopter is the military helicopter, the Chinook. There you go. You know, and so I was kind of thinking that because it, it was like this gigantic van, this huge yep. van with like a gigantic backside, and it had like this little ladder to go on top. And yeah, a big roof rack on top, and it was like just. It was probably like it had probably had a, a table that folded out into a bed, you know, and Beyond, it was probably yeah. just like. Just enough if you needed just something to get by, again, yep. something to lay your head and some, and that you can even drive that around a little bit. I mean, it's yeah. a little cumbersome. It's not the most practical. Yeah, I mean, you're not, you're it's like not, an H2 Hummer, you know, not, but you're not going from Issaquah to, you know, Marysville every day in it. But, yeah. you know, like you said, you can move around. And I mean, there's, there's definitely something to be said about it. I just don't yeah. have that, I don't have that need for stuff. And, yeah, you know, I broke the chains of a lot of things. No cable. I mean, I don't have cable. Yeah. My roommates don't have cable. You know, everything's Netflix, Hulu. I've got a phone that has a computer the big bigger than the original space shuttle. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I mean, I I think I can manage. You know, I've got a got a laptop. I just need a place to put my socks and underwear. Yeah. So to have that, to have that luxury, but still, you know, not have that. Even that, I don't want to say it sounds oppressive, but you know. When you're looking at rent in the city of Seattle and you're paying like on the low end for a decent place that's not a shithole, you're paying like eight hundred bucks for a room. Yeah. Um, you know, and upwards of twelve, thirteen, fourteen hundred for something in like Capitol Hill for a room. Yeah. That's some people's mortgage payment. Yeah. Like that's a mortgage payment for a three family in Omaha. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like, well, I could move to Omaha, <laughs> but... Here, the local economy has been uh, doing pretty good over there. Yeah. You know, so I'm just like, yeah, I've got some friends that live in Omaha, and they love it. You know, they've yeah. got inherited a house, and, and you know, they've, they've got, um, you know, but they work regular jobs, and, you know, cool. That's awesome for them. But, I mean, like, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't go down there and, you know, the, the, uh, I think the pay difference would be significant. Yeah. So I'm like, eh, it's all relative. Yeah. You know, you get paid okay here in Seattle. I mean, I'm not making huge money. Yeah. I'm not making anywhere near what I used to make, but it's livable. It's just enough to get by. Yeah. 
Yeah, for me, it's just catching up on past mistakes and, you know, yeah. owning a business and having that go tits up and, yeah. you know, barely getting out of that with, you know, the little amount of debt that I did have from it, you know, and that just follows you around. It does. It's I still like, get phone calls. Fucking lurk, lurking behind you, oh. like a creepy guy at a yeah. frat party. I still get phone calls. They're like, hey, is this Brown Barney Antiques? I'm like, uh, <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Do not know what you're talking about. Who, who is this? Who is this? This is Ishmael. Kubala. Man, it's yeah, it's, it's, it is crazy around here. I got a buddy who lives in Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. New building down there. Oh, he wanted to go big. Tell me, it's like the Sun Electric building or something, right? Like close. It's got a gigantic X on the on the front. I'll I'll tell you that. Oh much. yeah, there you go. Yeah, Excelsior. Yeah, Excelsior. Yeah, he's he's got a, it's like a one bedroom barely. It's not even like a complete yeah. bedroom, and he's paying I think like twenty four hundred bucks a month. Yeah, to live there, and that doesn't even include his parking spot. Best friend has a uh, place on East Lake, and he's like. Sixteen, seventeen for a studio. Overlooks the overlooks Lake Union, beautiful. Yeah, you know. But I mean, we're talking a like, spacious one hundred and twenty-five square fuck, feet. Yeah, queen size bed, barely. You know, that's your couch. And you got to get the bed that goes up in the wall. What do they call those? Oh, the uh, Murphy bed. Murphy, yeah, the Murph bed. Nah, it's, drop uh, that baby down. You know, and I mean, he's he's just he. He's a tech guy, so he does his thing. He, you know, he rides his bike down, but same thing, parks his car, so he's probably paying more for the parking spot. He was talking about, like, do I even need my car? You know, he's yeah. he's big into sailing now, so he's thinking about getting a boat. And I'm like, dude, get a boat you can live on. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. yeah, but he goes, you still, he goes, there's a waiting list to get mooring or to, like, to dock your boat in Seattle. Really? Yeah, there's, mm-hmm. like, so, and, and I started looking into it. I was like, he's not shitting. So people like sail up the coast and then they still end up having to be commuters. <laughs> I'm like, what's the fucking point? It's commuting in a yeah, fucking com- boat. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> they're commuting in a car, but they're parking oh. their boat and living on the boat. Yeah. Which, cool, that's awesome, but you're still fucking sitting in traffic. I'm like, no way. Yeah. That's just horrible, you know? But I mean, like, there are, there's, there's a shortage of it. So if you get a slip and you get somewhere to go into, you're paying almost as much as you'd pay in rent. Yeah. So where's the trade-off? Exactly. Yeah. Is it more convenient? No. Probably not. It's kind of. It is kind of cool. I mean, that's kind of a cool idea. One of the another one of the shops I the fuel dock that I deliver to the guy that runs it there. He has a houseboat that he lives on, yeah. and he's got a little smaller boat. You know. Yeah. And in that, that makes perfect sense for him because, like you said, he he works at the fuel dock there, so his yeah, commute yeah. is his commute is a three minute walk. Yeah. Exactly. You know. So it's that's, like, that makes sense for him. That would be perfect, mm-hmm. but. You know, it's it's the, the trade-off. I mean, like, that's why with my RV plan and, like, finding that one friend that has, like, room, you know. Like, I mean, I'm not going to find that in Capitol Hill. Yeah. But, yeah, sure. you know, you find some, find maybe some. You can't find Excelsior. Excelsior. That's, uh, man, Capitol Hill, the buildings. Like, I can remember, that's where I lived when I first moved here. And I, I got a steal. Steal. Ex-husband and I moved here. 2013, found it on Craigslist, went, like, basically saw the place, walked outside, said, we'll let you know, walked outside, said, what the fuck are we doing? This is the place. Like, called them from outside and said, let's sign. Do you need a check today? Um, and got that. And it was, it was an amazing place. Um, stayed there for just about a year. And, uh, 
It's a two bedroom, and I think it was like sixteen hundred. But we rented out the parking spots because we didn't have a car, so we rented that out for like one hundred and fifty bucks. So for fourteen fifty for a two bedroom, one block off Broadway, like in the heart of the hill, beautiful building, hardwood floors, giant living room. You know, it's a, it had its disadvantages: just small bathroom, yeah. stuff, that sort of thing. Like the rooms are built different, but still very livable condo to have. Next condo, locked into that, same thing, 1800 rented out the parking spots, you know, ended up being 1650 top floor overlooking Lake Union, private balcony, the rooftop balcony overlooking the city, the Space Needle was like 15 feet away from our door, 20 feet from our door, so locked into that, those are gone, like... That guy decided, I'm going to rent this out now for twenty four fifty. Yeah, you know, and it just that's what it that's what the market is, you know, is uh, that's what people are paying up there, and it's just like that's ridiculous. Can you imagine paying like your buddy at the Excelsior? Can you imagine paying somebody twenty four, twenty five, twenty six hundred dollars a month? Right? <laughs> Let's just put that in perspective. Right? Yeah, that is fucking almost or above thirty thousand. Yeah. dollars a year yeah to someone else just for your just for your just cost so you, of living yeah, yeah just so you can like stumble home from a bar yeah yeah and i'm just like holy shit and and he had to sign an 18 month contract that's a f- <laughs> 18 month <laughs> yeah oh jesus christ and they just they got you hogtied right now yeah exactly i mean like you know what if heaven forbid lose the job i mean that's a huge nut to come up with for a, a one bedroom place yeah. to say, oh, I live on the hill. And maybe you make enough money. Maybe you just want to. But I'm, I'm still of that school of like, just because you make it doesn't mean you have to spend it. Yeah, for sure. And I get it. Like you get millennials in the mid twenties and stuff like that. You get the kids that are like, oh, you know, like, uh, you know, at least the people I know, like the power couple. One works at Microsoft. One works at Amazon. You know, and they're they're pulling down two hundred thousand a year. And you know, after tax, they're probably combined seeing one twenty, one thirty, one forty. Yeah. For them, that's a drop in the hat, right? Because they're still gonna have a buck ten. You know, probably paying some student loans, but they're going out every night. Yeah. That cost of living, if you live on the hill, it's not so much the the Excelsior, right? It's the temptation of going out constantly and taking uber and going to different bars and shit like yeah i can go to this i can go to that and you get caught up in it you look at the you look at the end of the month what you spent holy shit yeah that's a lot yeah well in the, and yeah and this guy you open up his fridge and it looks like they just delivered the goddamn thing you know it, it, yeah. there's, it, there's nothing in there because yeah, he can't afford it <laughs> yeah <laughs> fucking exactly. paid rent exactly no it, it is man and it's like yeah think of Think of what you could do with that kind of money. Like a, over eighteen month period, if you're overpaying a thousand bucks a month, and forty five grand, you could start a business. Yeah, you could yeah. buy a franchise you, of some business. Yeah, or you could have a down payment for your own house. Really, your own down place, payment you know, for your own house. Point. So it's, you you could you, buy two Priuses and have people drive them for you. Yeah, exactly. You have your own Uber. Uber, team. yeah, your own Uber team. I mean, it's ridiculous the the endless possibilities. Yeah. And it's like, you could sponsor this podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's still available. Uh, <laughs> the yeah, name, no. the naming rights. <laughs> yeah, we can. Yeah, we can, we're a little flexibility. Yeah, um, yeah. No, he's. Uh, I love the guy, but yeah, he he had a windfall, and he's just blowing. 
through it. And it's tough. It's gonna. It's probably gonna crash and burn. And yeah, because yeah, you're right. Because he has he has no none of his own food at home. Yep. So he's going out all the time. And even if you're even if you're playing it t- close to the vest, yeah, you're still gonna be spending twenty twenty five dollars at least for each meal you're yep. going out and having. With if it's one drink and a yeah. meal, you're gonna be paying twenty five bucks after yeah. a tip. You know, unless, that. unless you're secretly going to dicks. Yeah. And even if you're doing that once a day, which you got to eat more than once. A, most people got to eat more than once a day. Yeah. But even at, even once a day, dude, that's that's almost 200 bucks a month or a week right there. Just can't do it. Yeah. Cannot do it. It's a crazy it's crazy lifestyle. And it's fun, you know, and, and it's and it's perfect for me because I'm right outside the city. Yeah. You know, I, I got I found a I found an area where you can if you're lucky, you can find a decent deal. Yeah, and uh, but I'm still close enough to the city. You yeah, know, experience all that. And oh yeah, no, that especially I mean, where you're at. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to hike up Mount Son of a Bitch on the way home, but that, that hill, is, that is a motherfucker. Especially that's the like, bro. I just I just did quads all yeah. day long. Okay, try quads lu- and back. Try lugging this luscious body every up that Thursday. Hill. You kidding me? I sweat thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> You would think I'm doing Lamaze breathing. I'm like, hey, I gotta say though, you know, with the with the new vegan thing, yeah, I, I think it's working so far. It's yeah, definitely. It's I'm feeling it. Um, I'm afraid to step on the scale, but feel good. Mm-hmm. Feel good. It's been a, it's been about three and a half weeks, something like that. Yeah. And uh, biggest challenge was uh, I just hit the big four two on Monday. Woo! Yeah. Forty-two years, I I made it. You don't honestly, you don't look a day over thirty-nine. Thanks, and a half. That's amazing. I'm just surprised I haven't been told I have diabetes. <laughs> like, like <laughs> if you're playing at home and you had oh diabetes by forty-two, you lost. <laughs> Wilford Brimley yeah. would not approve of that. Uh, what's the over/under? Like, oh. I've never had to buy testing strips. Like, I see people, I see normal, healthy people that have, like, type 1 and a glucometer. My mother has diabetes, and she's telling me about she's going to have to get insulin. And I'm sitting there saying, shit, I've dodged a bullet for this long. Yeah. Yeah, time to do something about it. Yeah, it's time to take some action. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, I got got through 4th of July, uh, 4th of July barbecue at my boss's house. Went over to Bremerton. First time heading over there. Amazing going over there. I was like, that ferry ride was nice. She's got a beautiful place. Went over there, had a barbecue. Just was smart. Brought my own food, right? Brought some stuff that I could eat. Yeah. There was stuff there that I could eat, so I kind of worked Something out. You could count on having, yeah. Exactly. I could count on having it. And then, um, you know, with my birthday, my roommates decided, hey, let's go out. Picked a restaurant that had some vegan options. Okay, they had one vegan option, but it was good. Um, one of my other roommates is vegan too, so we went. So are you dedicated enough at this point that if, if there's only that one option, you're going for I'm it? Going for it I'm, I'm going, going for it, or I'm just going to, yeah, I'm not. Get rolling? I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going for that option, and, and I'm asking certain questions. Okay, so I say, say vegan because that's the thing that everybody understands, right? I'm not at the point of vegan where I'm like, you know, unfortunately, I don't have that much money, so I have one belt, mm-hmm. and that belt happens to be leather. So until I can afford afford to get another belt i'm keeping that belt you know and vice versa with shoes and stuff i mean i like the fact that it's a byproduct of it but for me so it's more you tell people you say vegan but it's really just a plant-based diet is mm-hmm. what i'm practicing okay so you know no fish no meat no eggs no dairy no animal no products eggs, okay. no animal products in my diet whatsoever okay. so um there will be times that there are obviously incidental things 
that are out of your control, especially if you go out to eat. So yeah. you really have to kind of ask certain questions, yeah. um, you know, and you have to be cognizant of things like um, somebody at the table the other night was like, oh, yeah, tzatziki sauce is fine. I'm like, no, it's from yogurt, it's milk. So I'm ki-. But it's fine. I mean, yeah. you can just you get the friggin' falafel burger and throw some mustard or a little bit of ketchup. Ketchup's fine. You know, yeah. there's a lot of shit food that's vegan. Yeah, Oreos yeah. are vegan, right? Yeah, like they're true. a fat vegan. I tell people I'm vegan, they look at me sideways, like "What the fuck?" I'm like, "Oh, you never saw a fucking large vegan?" <laughs> I'm like, you know, I converted. Yeah, but the the <laughs> goal better than other things you can convert to these days. <sighs> I'm telling you, man. But yeah, I just I feel sleeping better. Don't feel as bloated, swollen, not mm-hmm. sore, more energy. Just kind of just feeling like you you feel like your your body. You could tell like. Your body is my body's like, all right, dude. This was this was a good decision. Yeah, like we like this, you know. Yeah. And it's just getting rid of God knows what I've been carrying around for how many years. But yeah, and it's gonna take some time. You know? Oh yeah, it's gonna yeah. Take some time. You can't lose eighty pounds in one month. You know? No, like, no, and I, you know, it would. Yeah, it's it, impossible and not a good idea. No, so yeah, it's gonna be a little bit of a process. And you know, hey, you don't have to bat a thousand. Okay, oh, yeah. not every single meal has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. None of this, none of that. All that kind of stuff. No, this isn't Stalin's Russia. Right. You know, you just eighty percent of the time. Let's have a good let's have a good percentage, you know? I mean you're gonna slip every once in a while, but as long as the habit stays intact and mm-hmm. again the majority of meals are good meals. For me it's the if if I have to make as long as my cognizant choices are that of a plant based diet, I'm happy. If I go somewhere like when we went on Monday, went to a place in White Center, Noble Barton, great restaurant. They had vegan bread, falafel, French fries. It's all the same, right? It's all good. So everything's good. They're vegan. And then somebody pointed out after I'm like three quarters of the way through the sandwich, they were like, uh, they probably used butter to toast the bread. I can't control that, right? I don't know. Maybe they used oil. I'm not going to like, you know, launch an inquiry. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean. I like to speak with the manager. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, like I, I had a first started out, had some veggie burgers, right? I was like, oh, cool, Morningstar veggie burgers. Didn't realize had some egg whites in it. So I now I just won't buy those. But I had already bought them, so I'm gonna bet your ass I'm gonna eat them. Like yeah. that's food, yeah. so um, I'm not gonna waste it. But as long as I'm making those cognizant choices, and to get this far to have the Fourth of July, to have my birthday, you know, stressful work stuff. Luckily, I work right next door to Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. So that's a plus, right? I can walk over there. They get a great vegan sandwich that I can get, you know, just grab and go type of thing. Yeah. But that's cool. So having that stuff. And initially, some people close to me were like, uh, you think you're going to stick with this? So I was like, yeah, really. I don't miss it. I don't miss it at all. Yeah. You know, it's... There's just so much bullshit food to eat out there these days. You know, there's so, yeah. so much bullshit food. I mean... The problem that we have with poor people in this country mm-hmm. is that they have too much food. Yeah. They have too much food. That's how first world we are at this point. Our poorest people have too much food. I see guys begging on the side of the street for money, and I know a lot of people are like myself, and it's like, well, I don't know about giving you money yeah. because you're just standing there with a piece of cardboard, so I'd like a little bit more work put in if I'm going to yeah. give you actual cash for some kind of service type thing. Yeah. You know, maybe get a fucking guitar or violin or something, something and start yeah. playing, you know, and maybe we'll talk. But uh, I'll, I'll give you, if I got a sandwich that I'm not going to eat, I'll, I'll definitely give you a sandwich, yeah. you know. 
those guys end up getting inundated with food. Yeah. They get too much. I've had guys be like, no, I don't want, no, I don't, uh, yeah. I'll have two sandwiches. Like, uh, I, I just, I just need one. I just need one. I'm yeah. like, whoa, whoa, geez. I didn't know Miss Little Lord Fauntleroy yeah. over here. <laughs> Jesus. I thought you were desperate here, yeah. man. But yeah, I mean, and, and you look at the, you know, I mean, this is obviously your line of work, but you look at the shit we just put out there, right? Like, I mean, the consumption rate in the United States is insane Mm -hmm. you know and a lot of people get in that behavior of you know you know people have the excuse of oh it's cheaper to eat it's cheaper to eat um mcdonald's right it's cheaper to go to mcdonald's it's cheaper to get the dollar menu when they had a dollar menu it's cheaper to do you know this sort of stuff but just because you can do it doesn't mean you have to do it in excess so and i was guilty of that it's you know, two four pieces instead of one to go with my quarter pounder it, meal. It's only going to be five bucks. Yeah, and you're like, you know, like, oh wow, eight thirty three, and it's like, what could I get for eight thirty three? Because the time that it would take me to cook it and everything, and then I was just like, no, I think I was telling you off the air that it was a, a one documentary that pushed me over the edge. Um, my roommate and I watched it together. It's called What the Health, and it just puts stuff into perspective. It talks about. Uh, Talks about the lobbies that are involved, things that are, uh, you know, like it's proven that, you know, it's been proven that adopting a plant-based lifestyle can help reverse diabetes, right? Not in all cases, but it can help reverse it. Mm-hmm. And it's been proven. But yet, uh, and and one of the big things is like cutting out beef. One of the biggest contributors to the American Diabetic Association is U.S. beef, like, their their lobby. Hmm. So you go on the, the website, and it says, oh, healthy recipes, and there's healthy beef recipes. So it's it's proven that if you don't eat this substance, you can get or cure diabetes, right? Like, you can get rid of it, but yet they still put that out there. They put that out there as a, you know, we're, we're going to allow these people to give us money and contribute, and we'll advertise for them. You know, milk. Milk is horrible for cancer rates. If you look at the science. Really? Horrible. Susan G. Komen Foundation, one of the biggest mm. things, milk. You know, like one of their biggest, that whole campaign with pink mm. and everything. So yeah. it's just, it's a very like... And yogurt, yeah. Yeah, and you just, you, I mean, if you follow the science of it, I'm not saying it's for everybody. I'm not saying everybody needs to do it. Just me personally, I was, you know, that's the one thing I can't stand. And now I get it. People joke and they say, oh, you know, there's uh, you know, how can you tell if somebody does CrossFit or if they're vegan? I don't know. They'll tell you in the first 30 seconds. <laughs> I mean, I get that. But, it, like, for me, I'm not, like, jamming it down people's throats. I'm not like, you got to be vegan. You got to eat plant-based. I'm just like, yeah, you know. I'm, it's just what you're doing. Yeah, it's just what I'm doing. I'm lucky I've got a roommate that does it. Mm-hmm. Making good choices. I'm actually making better choices now. Who knows? We could we could find out ten years, fifteen years from now that a vegan and purely plant based diet leads to uh, incredibly high levels of smugness. Yeah, you know. And, <laughs> yeah, that's already all, been. That's already it's been just proven. terrible for you. You know, it's terrible for your health, at least socially. Yeah, but yeah, and I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm not jamming it down people's throats. Yeah. I'm just. I'm happy. It's. Yeah. I, I made a good choice. A lot of people are shocked. I told my parents, they're like, what? Yeah. They're like, yeah, good for you. You know, like after a while, they're like, oh, good for you. It's just, 
I mean, God, and we live in a city. Then, oh my God, the amount of choices—it's ridiculous. Yeah, you're you're covered, okay? Yeah. <laughs> there's you so many. Options, there's yeah. options. Yeah. Galore. Most. I mean, there's a pizza place, Razzie's Pizza, right? Mm-hmm. They have two of their stores that have complete vegan menus. Really? Hmm. Yeah, like you can get like everything that they make on the regular menu just made vegan. It's yeah. just, you know, why for me it's like, yeah, that's awesome. It's yeah. Well, in in you know you gotta. You gotta start start taking some swings. You know, That's you it. gotta go at it here and give this one a try. And who knows? It might not work. Yeah, it might not be the right fit for you after three, four months in. You might be like, well, maybe well, it wasn't as good as I thought. But it, you're giving it a shot. You're, hey, last you're trying year, something. Last year, I bought a dream catcher that didn't work. <laughs> what the? I know. <laughs> These Indians, um, these guys have any kind of heritage that's worthwhile. Or I bought it with my points at the casino. That's what I did. Mm, so I was mm, like, oh, let okay. me get, let me get that little mini dream catcher. I think it, it may have been earrings. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I needed a bigger dream catcher. I don't know. But uh, yeah, take swings. Exactly. I mean, I could, I could, I could go tomorrow. Right. I could go walking up a flight of stairs. But I don't know. I just I hit that point. I hit that pinnacle of like, nah, man, you gotta you gotta do something. This isn't it. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, come on, your story's not done. You know. No, no, and I think it's, it's a long way to go. I was telling you have to make some. Yeah, you're gonna have to make some. Uh, <sighs> totally. Discipline changes. You know, one of my roommates was like, "Oh wow, yeah, you can really see it in your ankles." <laughs> I was like, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, your ankles aren't as swollen." I'm like, "That's kind of fucking humiliating." I'm not gonna lie. Like you. Looked at the size of my... He's like, oh, yeah, I used to hang off the side of your shoes. He's right. Mm-hmm. He's a big dude. Yeah. He's totally a big dude. Yeah. And he gets it. Like, he knows the struggle and everything like that. Yeah. You know? But there's certain things. I mean, I used to, like, every shirt used to cause beef curtain. And that's, like, where your shirt comes up like a little... It, it drifts up a little, and you get that little bit of belly fat that tups down and beef curtain. I'm like, nope. Mid-drift. Yeah, a little mid-drift. I'm like, no one wants to see that. <laughs> You know, and it does it. We talked about it, and and it does eventually. I looked back on a couple of tapings that I did, and how I looked didn't match how I felt. And then it 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 took a while for the two to sync up. So I think performing it got in my head. Yeah, it totally did. And I mean, I don't. I, I I've never been that guy that wants to fall back on you know the fat bald gay guy jokes. Like that's not yeah. my thing, right? Like that's not me. Um It's too easy. Yeah. It is. It's, it's too you know easy. and it and it's you know, you get to tee it up for people, especially if you're doing like a roast, things like that. I mean, they definitely get plenty of ammunition. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like I see myself and I'm like, I wanna feel better on stage, you know. Um may have said it before, but uh shout out to Nolan Culver. Uh Nolan is down in L.A. doing his thing now, but he had podcasts, and he had uh, Billy Shady Anderson. Shady Shores. Shady Shores, that's Shady it. Shady Shores, Shores, check him out. Check it out. Um, but, you know, he had a, he had Billy when he was up here. He had Billy on the, uh, the the podcast, and Billy was a big boy back way back yonder, right? Yeah. And, you know, he said something that clicked, too. He's like, you know, people want to see somebody that's aesthetically pleasing, you know? Because if they see a big guy get up there, they assume, you know, they assume I'm going to be like the white Gabriel Iglesias, you know, and I'm going to make the fluffy. And I, I mean, I have. Yeah. I've definitely, I've, I've had, you know, if a room's tough, I've fallen back on it. Yeah. You know, if yeah. I'm if I'm really drunk, I... Yeah, from your back foot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like, 
it's it's not you know i mean i i do it doesn't the size of my body doesn't match how i feel on the inside so i have to get the two to match yeah you know and when i umpired i was 190 pounds right i was like really huh? yeah i was i was lean i'll show you pictures later but i was just like i mean i was like beanpole yeah. and it didn't look right on my frame i mean i looked athletic while i was out there and it, it helped me in my career you know to do that professionally and keep up with it that yeah. that's a lot you know do you but think you were a little too light at 190 uh, i was a lot of muscle but uh, yeah i was definitely a little bit too light yeah um and then i got back up to like 230 and it filled in well mm-hmm. so my last full-time year was 2005 um and that was where i was about 230 i'd hurt my knee in uh, 04 and I put on a little bit and didn't know if I was going to go back. And then I decided when they called me, I said, yeah, I'm going to go back. So I went back. We need you back, champ. We need you back. There's a spot for you in the big. Yeah. And strikes like the big guy. Yeah. The big guy. Get in here. You big behemoth. (laughs) But no, I mean, I went back and then, you know, so I went to two thirty, and then when I got to, uh, 2006, 2007, I was filling in and working college ball. Um, and I didn't have to be as fast because the game was slower. So I put on another 30 and then that 30 found 30. Next thing you know, I'm like, it was the ESPN 30 for 30. <sighs> is that what you're saying? Totally. I see myself in a picture of a, I was ejecting. I never forget. I ran a guy in, uh, Nashua, New Hampshire. Uh, I ran this guy, uh, Mike church. And I think he was the skipper for a team out of, uh, Connecticut out of, uh, they they played at Yale, so New Haven. And uh, I ran him, and there was a picture of me tossing him in the paper. And I didn't even know it was me. And I was like, who is that fat fuck? Oh, wait a minute. That's me. It just didn't match what I felt in the inside. You know, and then you see yourself in pictures. You see yourself, unfortunately, performing. We get a lot of pictures and a lot of video. Yeah. And you see that back, and you're like, oh. God, I look like a dump truck, (laughs) you know? So it's just, and it's not, I mean, there are plenty of big guys who Mm -hmm. pull it off amazingly, you know? Like there are guys who, there are guys who carry it well, feel confident about it. It's not part of their act and they just crush it and good for them. That's awesome. You know, but that's just not, that's not me. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think as a guy, I think you don't want to be too pretty. Yeah. You know, I think if you're too pretty, that works against you. Like, (laughs) What the, what, the, what the hell's up with this pretty boy? Oh, yeah, I'm sure you have a lot of funny stuff happens to you, frat boy, huh? Yeah, you're probably the one who's teasing yeah. all the nerds, huh? Look at this guy. Yeah. It's like it's like Anthony Jizzlenick. Like, yeah. I feel like that guy's got to go crazy extreme just because he's like a good-looking dude. Yeah. You know, he's got to like just say the most obscene and obscure things ever because it's like, I, hey, I got to go balls to the wall here, you know? Yeah. No, there's definitely – I mean, there are. There are a lot of – yeah, locally and nationally, there's there's a lot of people that, you know, there are certain people that it works for, and and but there are there, I think you know, like you said, it's the real pretty people that they have it just as hard. Yeah, you know, but but how do, but what do you think about girls though? If you're a really pretty girl, are people more inclined to laugh at you, or do they still again do they expect a little more out of you because they're like, oh, what nah, does she know? I think they're gonna pay attention mm-hmm. from the get. Whereas I think if if you're if you're a bigger girl or you don't meet that you know stereotypical form like you know if you if you don't fit that in yeah. some way like if you've got you know a, 
whatever body shape you've got. If if you're not the stereotypical, I'm buying all my shit at Forever 21, even though I'm 36, then you're already at a disadvantage. Luckily in Seattle, there's a lot of funny women, yeah. right? There are a lot of funny women who just go out and kill it. So to have those to have those women out there, you know, I think they I think they do. I think they go out and they've got to be killer funny. Mm-hmm. Just to cuz otherwise they're like, oh, they they almost get like the pity laugh and it's yeah. like, no. Yeah. I mean, there's some amazingly funny women That's in true. Seattle. Yeah. I think you're right. I think that uh, you know, right off the bat they kind of have everybody mesmerized, yep. you know, just just because of their looks. Yep. And it's like, okay, we're locked in. We're, we'll give you a shot here. Yep. But then, to a certain at a certain point, it is all right. Well, what do you got? But there's there's also some right. So there are some who are very pretty, who know they're very pretty, but make sure to not draw on that. You know, like they don't draw on their own being pretty i guess Mm -hmm. they just go out and be funny which to me is like that's awesome like you know you know everybody knows you know everybody knows you're a 10 yeah right or a nine but you can hold you can hold your own and and you're really good um so i i don't know i i think god there i get into this debate with people all the time is that I'm always going to side with, especially in Seattle, I'm always going to side with the women comedians because they have it harder. There's no question in my mind they have it harder. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like, fuck. You know, the number of spots that are open for them, you know, it's a predominantly male forum. Yeah. Like, you know, the ratio's got to be something crazy. Yeah. It's got to be like 7 to 1, I would think, at least, maybe more, right? Um but it it's hard. I mean, you know, there's it's go to go to an open mic. Just anybody listening, go to an open mic. It's a sausage party. <laughs> it totally is. I'm not complaining. Definitely a bunch of boners yeah, there. Yeah, you know, sure. so it's like um yeah, but yeah. that's, I think, it, definitely it's work. crazy how much of a debate this has become recently. <sighs> like, this is a very heated topic and yeah. a lot of discussion. But um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I I guess I probably, in general, I do agree with you. Um, but I, I think it's a little, the statement it's, itself is a little disingenuous because I think you're assuming that it's easy for somebody, that somebody has a cakewalk and that, you know, they mm-hmm. this thing is just fine, easy peasy. It's like, even the guys, you know, like, yeah, yeah, you're right. It might not be quite as difficult for us. But, again, it's like there's a lot of guys it's, who have put their heart and soul into this and it's difficult still haven't got us. to where they wanted to be. It's difficult for us, but for different reasons. Yeah. Ours, it's difficult because it's so saturated and it's hard to stand out. If your style is the same style as X person, you know, if your style is, if you're the same, then it's very difficult, right? Mm-hmm. So it's hard to break out. It's hard to be that standout personality. Yeah. Um. You know, but there's there are a lot of those in Seattle, right? Yeah. Um. You know, you get a lot of guys that are standout that they have their own style, 
And if you come close to that, well, they're already doing that thing, right? Might be your natural style, but they're already doing it. Um, so ours, I think it's harder because it's saturated. I also think there are a lot of people who fall into the open mic category. So they're open micers and they bitch and moan about not getting booked, but they don't hustle and they don't look for opportunity, you know, and, and they're like, they're, they're too selective. You get people like I had some friends that had a fundraiser that I threw out. This was last Sunday and I ended up having to work. I couldn't do it, but I threw out to, it was a, uh, it was a kind of like a gay and lesbian, um, group that they basically had like, um, gay days at wild waves. Right. Mm -hmm. And they had some, they had like a, a dinner thing and they wanted some entertainment. So they had a couple different people and I threw out to a couple of the booking rooms like, hey, it's an unpaid spot, but you get 10 minutes, 250 people, good exposure. How many people can say they've done fucking comedy in a water park, right? <laughs> and yet, like, I threw it out to Brady up in Bellingham. Dude was like, fuck yes. Took his wife and some friend down, went down to the water park the whole day. Dude drove from Bellingham. To go do a free 15 minutes, not knowing what he was getting himself into, but just did it because he hustles. Yeah. And he earns it. And he does that. And he comes down and he does shows and he does mics and he'll do whatever because he wants to get better. And he, I mean, God, in just the year that I've known him, he's gotten exponentially better. Yeah. You know, he's one of my favorite guys to listen to. I did a fundraiser with him in uh, the end of May, you know, and he just, it was like, it was a powerhouse lineup. It was like Natalie Holt, Sam Miller, him, um, Jeffrey Roberts. Um, I'm probably forgetting Burungi. Like there were a lot of good people on that. And I mean, he just, he deserved to be there, but you also get people that bitch like, Oh, what the fuck's he getting booked on this shit for? Yeah. Cause he hustles and he wants it. He puts in the effort. Yeah. You've already won me over if you're driving down from Bellingham. That, well, that's the thing. And people don't forget that. Yeah. yeah. And they lock that in and they're like, oh, yeah, this guy, he'll do some crazy shit. Yeah. Like, he'll show you what's up if, if you got a good 15 minutes for him. You yeah. Because 15 minutes, you can do some you can do some stuff with that. Yeah. You know, that, that's worthwhile. Driving all that way for a five-minute spot, that that's not really yeah. worth it. You know? Another guy, like, uh, you know, you get the there's There are a lot of people like him. Um, Michael Timon. Another one, down south, one of my favorite guys to watch. Um, he travels up from Tacoma constantly. If I've got anything going on, even if it's a three-minute spot, dude's coming up, might not even get to double dip. He's got to drive back to Tacoma, but he wants it. And, you know, and it, to me, it's like those are the people, they're creating opportunity for themselves, you know. Um, somebody posted something last week, maybe. It was like... You know, not getting booked, produce something, put something out there, make some connections. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You yeah. Put you your know, own show together, put you your know? own show together, do to something. Up. Yeah. You get your guaranteed. <laughs> I mean, like you may not have it, but guess what? You could put yourself on for 15. Yeah. You're going to figure out quick whether you're going to crash and burn or not, but yeah. at least you're making the effort and you're putting that out there. So for me, it's the, you're right. We have it hard, but in different ways, mm. oversaturation, 
too many of the same style. Yeah. Not a ton of shows. They have it. They have it hard for different reasons. Yeah. Just the you know what it is. Um. So. And a lot of that just comes down to basic biology, though. Yeah. You know? it, oh yeah. It, 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 more or less, and it's just a lot of stuff that normal yeah. girls have to deal with. That yeah, again, me and you. Yeah. Don't have to deal with you know, but uh. It yeah, is. it's all about that hustle, though. It is you put and and, and again. When you're out there and you're and you're hustling and you're working hard and you know you're willing to put up with some shit just to make something happen, yep. people don't forget that stuff. They nope. see you do that and they're like, "Oh, this guy, he's solid. Yeah, he's fucking solid. This guy's this guy's a maniac. He drove an hour and a half to do yeah. 15 minutes." Todd Kirkwood, another example. Mm-hmm. Dude creates opportunities for himself. Yeah, goes to shows to watch, and oh, host isn't here. Todd, can you host? Jumps in and gets a host spot. Right, yeah. gets that exposure you know shows up i can't tell you how many times i've gone to a show a book show or you know and even at one of the clubs and i see somebody come in in shorts and a t-shirt <laughs> it's like come to the show ready for that opportunity yeah just in case yeah, yeah like do the robert pity have your shit in the trunk yeah you know have a change of clothes what's it kill you if you have a car yeah you got a backpack jesus yeah. Throw a pair of pants in and a shirt, you know what I mean? And you're mm-hmm. you're good to go. But showing up and, and that that now, I guess because of the summer weather or something, you know, I, I'm sorry. If you if you ask me to go on a show that I'm helping book or producing in any way, shape or form and I see you go up in shorts, I'm scratching my head. You make bad decisions, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah, it's it's one of those rules that it's like. Even if it is ridiculous, it's not asking a lot. Yeah. So it's like just fucking do it. Okay, just go with it. Yeah. It's a rule of thumb. I, you know, I went to when uh, laughs was still over on the east side. Yeah. Uh, I went there one time and I was in shorts and yeah. somebody said something like, "Oh, hey, dude, what are you doing? You, yeah. you going up tonight?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm going up." And she's like, "No, you're not in that." Yeah. So you know, I ran down to Ross. Luckily, it was only yeah. you know a half mile away, but yeah, bought myself some jeans and jeans. I showed up. I was like, "All right, well, you know, it's kind of silly, but yeah." Hey, whatever. And it, it is. It's just pe- people hold on to that and they remember that. Yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, yeah. But I think now with the, for me, the, the change in how I feel starting to line up a little bit more. So I think it's uh, that the hiatus is over. Yeah. You know, to get back up there. I'm, a, I'm, I'm pretty close to you. I'm on that about the same point here, you know. Yeah. And it's like, I just kind of rethought the whole thing, you know, wondering. What is, where's it going? What am I doing? You know, how much time can I spend on this? What can I put into it? You know, I mean, kind of the same shit we were talking about last time you were here. And, uh, it's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not done with this. You know, I just, uh, I I maybe have some different goals now from, I admire, I admire the people who go up six, seven nights a week. I admire the, I admire the hustle. I, you know, I don't know everybody's living situation. I don't know everybody's work situation. (laughs) But I know two, mine. Two very important questions. Yeah, you know, and I mean, I know mine, and I know I have to work 40 to 50 hours a week, yeah. and I work weird hours, so I know I'm not going to go for something that's going to run till 11, 12 o'clock. Yeah. But I'm also, you know, I'm smart enough to know, okay, well, you, you can make this show, you can make that. Logistically, where I live is a challenge for me, right, with no car, stuff like that. So I admire those people. I admire the ones that, that will get out of work and take the bus to yeah. go to Bothell yeah. to do maybe five, 
five if you burn the light, six, and just to just to walk out and get back on the bus. And oh, look, the bus dropped me off on Capitol Hill. I guess I should go to Jai Tai. Yeah, you know, and go there and hit that. It's like, man, that takes a lot. I don't remember the last time I double dipped. I honestly cannot remember the last time. Yeah, maybe, maybe it would have been a. Probably like three lines. Uh, God, actually, it was probably last time I double dipped may have been three lines to uh, fuse box. Yeah, that's a long time ago. <laughs> you do. You have to have that drive, man. I mean, you you do, and you do have to admire that anytime you see it in anybody. I mean, yep. you know, when you see somebody doing it for comedy, it's you know, you can think whatever. I mean, but. uh that's what you, that's what it takes to achieve that top level in any trade, any skill, anything. Yeah, anything you're gonna do, like you gotta have that drive. You gotta want to do be better. You gotta want to be excited day in and day out, and, sh- and you gotta you gotta show up too. And, yeah. and and showing up is such a big part. Like people, you know, it's kind of cliche, but you say that's half the battle. But it really is. I mean, it really is. You show up there, and then just so many other things happen just from you putting yourself in that situation, putting putting yourself in front of those people yep. and, you know, getting those lights on your face and That's fucking it. seeing what happens, seeing what that new shit you just wrote, seeing how it works out if you yeah. get anything from it. No, absolutely. You know, I mean, there's there's so much to be said from that. And, yeah, if you want to achieve that upper level, whatever trade you're in, you got you to gotta have that passion, you know. Yep. I mean, and, and if you do, then more than likely you will eventually succeed. Yep. You know, you will eventually succeed. You're going to have to battle through some adversity. Yep. Things aren't going to go the way you planned it. But if you keep that momentum and keep it going in the right direction, you're going to succeed. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. What else we got? OJ. We got OJ. Oh. OJ. Mm-hmm. I was nervous. <laughs> I was nervous for a hot minute. He doesn't look well. He's aged. Well, dude, he's he's almost, I think he's almost 70. Yeah. But I mean, he looks, yeah, he looks broken down. Nine years in prison will do that to any man, even the juice himself. I know. Well, the the juice, though, the juice has been the commissioner of the softball league and been cleaning the been cleaning the fitness center. Mm-hmm. So he's clearly serving his time. Yeah. At a not so bad institution. I heard he uh, also stole a cookie, though, and that one is docking him. Big time. Stole a cookie. Big time. Well, he stole Big a cookie. time. He stole a cookie, and he got caught rubbing one out. Those are the two things. Female guard caught him rubbing it out. Is this not America? Can apparently, you not rub one out apparently, in the corner of your cell, cell to some images nice. of some chick you banged right after high school just because you knew you were about to go to USC? I was going mean, to say something horrible there, but I'm God. not going to. You know, I'm going to go on record. This is not going to be popular. But Uh-oh. I'm going to go on record and say it. I think this guy got fucked here. Nine years in jail. This last time? I think this last time. Oh, of course he did. He got completely why are you fucked. Go, why are you going against Papa? You're just, you, they made up for what they thought was the injustice. They totally did. You know? And it's, yeah, I mean. Which just completely look, compromises the integrity of the system. Right. Can we just say, can we just say he did it? But he got away with it. it. That's it. Like the dude got away that's with it. That's what happened. You know, and the justice system 
isn't batting a thousand. Nope. All right. It's not perfect by any means. We've we've sent guys who weren't oh, guilty yeah. to die, which is way worse. Right. That's way worse than OJ getting away with murder. You so know, they was a, a passion, a, a crime of passion. You know, <laughs> this and, one was just the dude was trying to get back his stuff. Well, and think of how much, what he's gone through. You know, he's lost all of his shit. Yeah. He's still he's still paying money. Even oh, yeah. if he gets a book deal. Even if he survives long enough, good catch over there. Yeah. <laughs> Even if he survives long enough to get a book deal, yeah. he's still going to be paying some royalties out. He's not going to get all that money. No, no. So it's like, you know, yeah, maybe. Th- okay, maybe the guy, maybe the guy killed two people. Yeah. Okay. He, there's a there's a pretty good chance he did. Yeah. There's a pretty good chance he did. They went through the legal process and he got acquitted. He did. And, so. And you know, like you said, he was trying to get some memorabilia back again. He's probably yeah. in a tight spot, so it's important to him, and that's right. why he's so passionate about. It. And. It's like nine fucking years for yeah. this. You know, it's like, come on. Yeah. You know, and I mean, now it's, he gets out and what next, you know? Oh, he was he's, jaywalking. He's a 70 year old man and he, he's, yeah. he's, a, he's a broken person now. Let's, and then, let's put Darryl. this out there too. He gets out in October is when he gets out, but he still has to go to like a halfway house. Like he doesn't just get released. I think he's got to transition out of the system. So he'll be released from jail, but he's kind of in like jail light, uh-huh. you know. Like he he's he's in like the, I th- I'm pretty sure if you're getting released because was that I don't know if he, I don't know if it was state or federal, I forget. But either way, I think there's some type of transition period. If not, he's definitely going to be on like, you know, supervision of some sort. The juice is not walking out in October going free at last. Yeah. You know, so he's, he's still not saying, I mean, like I said, I think the guy killed him. But, yeah, you're right. Nine years a little bit. Nine years for some memorabilia. It's like, eh, some other crimes we should probably give some people. It's like, for, I mean, for all we know, I don't know all the details of it, but for all we know, one of the guys he was with had a gun. And it's yeah. like, listen, man, are you going to give us our shit back or right. are we going to beat the fuck out of you? You know, we'll piss, maybe pistol yeah. whip your ass. Just give us our shit, you know, and it's like. And and again, it's a crime of it's a crime yeah. of passion, and uh, yeah, the first one probably was too. You know, he's probably seeing Ron Goldman drive around in the uh, Ferrari that he paid for. Yeah, you know, like fuck this guy. Yeah, fuck this guy. I paid two hundred and fifty grand for that fucking thing. There's all different things that it was like there were there were drugs involved, and I every I mean Goldman was just wrong place, wrong time. Like that was ultimately it. I don't even think yeah, there, there's, there's no way he would have gotten thi- Nicole and then there's yeah. things that like he wasn't even with Nicole. Like they were just like legit friends, and maybe he was trying to hardcore press oh, and I'm get sure with her. Was, yeah. But sure everybody's maybe like, they hadn't got there, though, but I was yeah. like, yeah, I hadn't gotten there. Like yeah. I think it's just like she had like a companion, like somebody to yeah. to chill with, you know, and to do fitnessy things with yeah. and stuff. So I really think wrong place, wrong t- you know, yeah, wrong place, sure. wrong time. Because the thing, yeah, because the thing is, it's like he's paying her alimony and whatever. Yeah, and it's like. Fuck! If I kill her, that money's fucking yeah. That's, that's over, right? Should have just charged Cato rent. <laughs> Cato, what the fuck, dude? You got a nice pad here. That whole his whole estate got torn down. Yeah, they tore that bad boy down. Can you, you, imagine, can you imagine stabbing someone to death? No. How savage! No. How fucking savage! The blood's like squirting on you. No, you're just ram. Oh my god, dude! No, like, like if I really was pissed at somebody. Maybe I could shoot them Maybe. in the head. Maybe you know, pff, blow their brains out. Maybe Even that. If, if they, you know, if they rape my daughter or something, yeah. maybe I could pull that off. But stabbing someone, 
Oh, my God. How old is your daughter now? <laughs> your fictional daughter. Well, in my head, yeah, she's... Uh, Nine. Well, to make it worth killing some guy, yeah, yeah. She's, she's not double digits. No, she's not. She's definitely not double digits. And I think you're... Yeah, I think yeah. You're, in the, you're in the realm of like, yeah, but... Not that that happens. No, you know, not that, that not that that happens. But I'm, just, you know, again, the crime of passion. These funny and not funny thing, I guess. People get you, caught up in the moment. Sometimes. You might not even get nine years for that. Mm-hmm. You might get like five. Justifiable homicide. That's true. Yeah. You know, I think a judge is going to say, "We find that you did it, but mm-hmm. nah, we're not good. We're going to go with the minimum." I'll just say that. I just finished watching season six of Dexter. Oh, and I was just did. completely triggered at that point. Never seen that show. I saw that one piece. I saw that one clip. I don't know how, mm-hmm. but I saw that one clip of the dude who was like taking pictures of his stepdaughter or something. And I was just like, holy shit. Like, that's creepy. There's a show, Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, you gotta watch Black Mirror. You gotta watch Black Mirror. I've seen like maybe three episodes. One of them was this like sixteen or seventeen year old kid like looking at pictures of little girls and like stuff, and they caught him on the webcam and like blackmailed him. And I was just like, this is fucked up. Yeah, I'm like, that's just like game changer. I'm just like, dude. Appa- apparently, this is all hearsay. This is all allegedly, but. Apparently, there's a lot of pedophiles out yeah, there. Yeah, oh, there totally don't are. know about a lot of them. Dude. Totally are. And Look at yeah, this, the guy from Glee, the actor, the guy who played uh, Puck, the guy with the mohawk. Uh-huh. He got pinched. Just you don't hear anything about it. Just no. gone. Like oh, no, they're like, they oh, yeah, that yeah. shit. Apparently, the they girl, the girlfriend, the girlfriend found mm-hmm. the girlfriend. He was distraught. Called nine one one when he got home. He's like, "What's wrong? What's wrong?" She's like, "I found out this stuff," and I'm just like. Dude's life's over, right? Like, I mean, you've got to duck off into obscurity and, you know, justifiably so. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's a bigger problem than people think. Fuck yeah, it is. Well, it's just a it's just a heinous thing to do. It's just fucking horrific. Like, I've had I had a buddy on here before and, you know, we were talking. He had just had a kid. And it's like when I think of a kid, like all the thing I can think of is like wanting to teach them something or yeah. like show them something cool that like, like might like amaze them and like trick yeah. them out. Like, like w- one of the, one of the stops I make is at a little like camping ground yeah. and they have a little, uh, concession stand. Right. And so they have just a couple of little girls running it. You yeah. Know, they're yeah. probably like, I don't know, probably like 13 or 14 years old, right. you know, just helping out. They know somebody and they're, they're helping me out. I walk in there. I was like, Hey ladies, I'm you know here to restock. And like, okay, we, uh, we made you a list. I was like, you guys got a list for me. Right. I was like, holy shit. They had a little list made up. I, I went and got the stuff, brought it in. They're like digging into it before I barely even set it down and like putting it away, putting right, it, right. cutting this off, putting it on the shelf. I'm just like, holy shit. I, and, and at, by the end of it, I was like, all right, ladies, they had a little tip tray in there. I was like, all right, ladies, Hey, keep up the good work here. And splashed a couple bucks in there. Like, yeah. Oh, thanks. You know, you could tell they were like super excited. It's like. I want to, when I see a kid like that, I want to like, just like encourage them like, like hey, yeah. okay, now this, now this is a good, idea. this is the way to do this. And then yeah. and if you think it's like, how could you think of anything else? Than look at, that? Like, look just, at what's his so name? Fucked up. What's his name? Just got out of jail. Uh, Dennis Hassard, former uh, speaker of the house. That fucker, like three point, he, they got him. They didn't even get him on the, the diddling charges because it was like past the point of expiration. They got him on banking fraud because he lied. That's what he went to jail for. And ultimately, that's what ends up getting people, right? Like, all these famous criminals, yeah. 
Al Capone was never busted for the shit he did. He no, was busted tax for tax evasion. evasion. Yeah. Dennis Hassert was for wire fraud and mail fraud. Fuck, the the mail fraud will get you worse. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, they will get you if you ever mailed anything and it was involved in a crime. They're going to hit you with that. But, like, the wire fraud and everything. So he did his time. He just got out of jail. Yeah. You know, and there's the wife right behind him, pushing him along, got, holding his walker while he's going out in the wheelchair. He's going to report to some halfway house in Chicago. He's in his early seventies. He's got his he's got his fortune already saved up. Yeah, from yeah, all his still, still be fine. pork and barrel money that he's got and everything, he'll be yeah. fine. But you know, he's a high school wrestling coach, and that's what he did. And you've got all these guys that are like fucked up because of it. Yeah, years and years oh, and years lives, later. Their yeah, lives all their ruined. lives. Their lives are fucking ruined. And it's just yeah. And and the guy today from um, Lincoln Park. That was the same type of thing. Like he said, you know, he had thought about suicide before because he was abused when he was a child. And it's like, that's a big fucking thing. Yeah. But how sad is it that, hey, we can't get this guy on this, so we're going to get him on wire fraud. And so he's not even a registered sex offender. Yeah. <laughs> like, how fucked up is that? But yet in some states, a kid who's 19, who's got a girlfriend who's 17, uh, yeah. can get charged and be... Register as a sex was, offender. Or some dude that was peeing outside of the yeah. baseball stadium. Right, you know? can get charged as a sex... Can, yeah. can get... You have yeah. to report as a sex offender. Yeah. Be, but this guy, because mm-hmm. he was a house... Yep. You know, speaker of the house type thing, it's like... I think he got like something like 18 months, yeah, and he's yeah. already out now. 18 months in a country club. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. 18 months in that like, like... Yeah, that was like the from the... Casino, you know, yeah. those guys where they're cooking up all the... Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, or, uh, Goodfellas. Goodfellas, yeah. yeah where they're cooking up all the f- food. That's yeah. totally... Getting in, all in... the garlic, all that goodies. Yeah. That's probably exactly what it is. Yeah. And again, and the juice, nine yep. years for trying to get your shit back. Nine years, yeah. For trying to get your shit back. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ, what is going on here? Yeah. It's just, it's it's a hard... It's a hard one, you know? I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a big believer in, like, you know, if, if it's a... I don't even think there should be a trial. Like, I mean, if you're found with it, I I don't know. I know due yeah. process, uh, yeah. but if there are guys out there that will like, they get caught, they admit to it. Like, you ever you ever watch the uh, To Catch a Predator? <laughs> have I ever? Have I ever? Why don't you have a seat? <laughs> Want some lemonade and some cookies? And I'm like. They're like the decoy and all this stuff. But no, you get, they've had people that like, they're like, it's their multiple offenses. And those guys, there are guys that actually on that show say, I don't know what's wrong with me. I need help. I can't (laughs) control this. And I'm thinking to myself, has anyone offered to just put them out of their misery? Like... Did, a 38 slug, did, uh, did Chris, it'll solve all your problems. Did Chris Hansen say, listen, when you run out this door, just tell him you have a gun and you're going to shoot them all. You'll die. Yeah, we'll make it quick. Yeah, you're right. It's suicide, we'll it suicide by cop or something. Yeah. But they they cry out for this thing. I, just, I mean, it's just, it's too overwhelming. I, I get it. You want, like, yeah, go through the process. But the process is flawed. And then things get pled down, and then these guys get back on the street, and they go right back to it. Just because you tell someone a condition of your parole is that you do not have the ability to go to a computer, they're going to find a way. Yeah. 
because they bust these guys at the public library. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like, fuck, you can go to like some places and there's a free computer. Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah, you're in the you're in the waiting room at the hospital. Here's a courtesy computer to check. What could be so fucking important when you're at the hospital waiting room that you need to use the courtesy computer to check your email? Ma, hang on. I'll be right there. <laughs> I just got to see how the Mariners did tonight. <laughs> Like, what is so... Man, I'll be fine. Yeah, there's certain places... <laughs> I got a bet com- for the season. <laughs> <laughs> there's certain places that a computer is not necessary. Yeah. You know, the technology, I mean, like you said, shit with their phones. You know? How hard is it to smuggle? You could smuggle a phone into a prison. How hard is it to smuggle a phone if you're, you're not allowed to have a computer? You didn't say I couldn't have a phone. I, to me, it's just like, Jesus. You know, it's like the, the system's so flawed. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's like we have the rule of law. You mm-hmm. know, we have laws in this country. We try to uphold them. But, yeah, it's still far from perfect. Mm-hmm. It's still far from perfect. Might be the best one out there. Yeah. But it's still far from perfect. I had, without getting into too many details, I had some legal trouble last year that lingered into this year. Mm-hmm. And I basically got told, like, fight it. And you're still going to get fucked. Don't fight it and just take what they're offering and you're not going to get fucked. And it was one of those things where, like, I mean, it ended up costing me. It, it cost me probably like nine or ten grand Yeah. to make that decision. But my decision was, do I fight it and win but still get fucked? Or do I not fight it and just say, do I just roll over? And, and the cost of rolling to not over. Get as fucked. Yeah. And the cost of rolling over was more beneficial. And people are like, oh, man. I'm like, yeah. I mean, it added up. Yeah. So a lot of the debt that I have, that's what that's from. And trying to get out from under that, it was just like 100% my fault. I made a mistake. I was in the wrong, and I know I was. Mm-hmm. But. The the other party involved, we'll just say that, was out to fuck me uh-huh. and basically had more juice that they could they could throw at it. So ultimately, I was like, you know, do I roll the dice and maybe win and still potentially because I wasn't lying. Yeah, I was saying, yes, I I did this. And I was under duress, and I did. I was stupid, but I did it, and I'm I'm sorry, and I'm wrong. I was admitting that. I wasn't denying it, but I was saying, hey, the details are a little fuzzy here. I think this is lied, and this is a lie, and this and you know, so I could have easily fought, but I still would have been, okay, well, you admitted, and, uh, you know, you just, yeah, these couple of points were wrong. So we're going to knock off, you know, a couple thousand dollars but you're still guilty and now you're fucked. Yeah. Or do you say, you know, I, I, I took, I took the other, I took the other way. Yeah. And you that's know? what's, and that's what's kind of the, that's what's so crazy about it is like a lot of times, yeah, just even being put into that situation. It's like, you're not going to, you're not going to get out of this unscathed. Like, yeah. No matter what no. way you play this, something's going to no. happen. So, and it almost feels like, they're making that decision actively. They're like, eh, we're coming for you. Yeah. And uh, we're not going to let you off the hook for nothing here. So yeah. I mean, be ready I, for it. I was lucky. I had a great lawyer, but just, you know, he laid it out for me. He's like, <laughs> you know, you're, you're kind of in that spot where 
Unless you got this much money to fight it, and if you had that much money, you could make the whole thing go away. So just shut up, mm-hmm. you know. And it was very, he was great, great dude, great lawyer. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't regret making the decision that I made, but yeah, I would still, it's like a huge impact. Yeah, you know, it's my mobile home. Damn it, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the money for my my house. That's your tiny home. Yeah, it's my tiny home. But lesson learned. Yeah. So having to deal with the legal system, I, I definitely am. Uh, you know, I'm. There were God. I, every time I had to go to court, it was the same faces. Yeah. And I wasn't going with like, I was going with some shit bags. <laughs> there was some shit bags, and they ever want to feel good about yourself? King County Courthouse, floor twelve. Yeah. Just go there and just watch and listen, and like people dragging their kids with them. Yeah. And, it's just, and that's just that's Wearing just like an the, Allen Iverson jersey oh, to court. Fuck. Honestly, cracked iPhones. I, He's yeah. the answer. If I had a dollar for every cracked iPhone I saw, or like it's drug related, everything, and like you'd <laughs> overhear people talking, and they'd be like, "No, man, I can't come to court next week because I go to go to drug court down in Renton, and then I gotta go here." But I got yeah, I got charges up in Bothell too, and I'm like, "Here's one. Stop shoplifting. That's the first thing." You know, and you see these poor public defenders and these attorneys that come in, and you're like, what the fuck? You hear some of the cases and stuff. You're just like, oh, my God. And, I mean, what I'm sitting here for is nothing, but I'm lumped into that part of the legal system, and you're like, this is amazing. (laughs) I mean, God, you could do, like, a good 30 minutes just going down there. You could write 30 minutes easily. It's like uh, it's like in Liar Liar, you know, where he's mm-hmm. depressed, comes back to his office, and the his secretary says, "Oh, Sam- Samson's on the phone. He robbed another ATM. Yeah. This time at Knife Point. He needs your legal advice." <laughs> Grabs the phone. Stop breaking the law, asshole. Yep. It's like at some point you got to figure this out. Yeah. At some point you got to figure this out and say, you know what. I'm fucking up here. Yep. I need to make a change. Yeah. And like, and, and it's like you said, it's like, it, at some point it hits you, you know, sometimes it takes us longer than it should. And yep. No question about that. And it doesn't get real enough till, you know, you kind of really hit that low level. Yeah. But at some point you got to figure it out and say, I need to change. Yeah. Okay. This is oh, nobody yeah. else's issue, but mine. And Absolutely. I'm doing things wrong. And for me, it was a, I said, I'm accepting responsibility. I totally understand. I don't agree with the circumstances in which I got fucked, but at the end of the day, I was wrong. So I was happy to turn the page and move on, you know? And it's just like, it's part of what it was, yeah. you know? Fortunately, I wasn't in Nevada and trying to get my memorabilia back. Yeah. Nine years. I wonder if I'd still be vegan. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. This is uh... The fruit cocktail? Does that have any oh, kind of animal product in probably it? Probably in, in prison. Fruit! Get, yeah. <laughs> something in jail. Everything's got something. Yeah. We make this with lard. It was kind of a... That's the new thing, too, is uh, the hostess. Yeah. Hostess donuts. Yeah. yeah. Making making them with lard. That's the new thing. Like, just like, like, uh, yeah, that's just like... Have you ever seen lard? Have you ever got lard? Okay, I, I want. Did I'm going to challenge you to do this. Time. She had lard. Oh, boy, she had Crisco. She, she had something. She, she had, had Crisco. She had something. No, but you see lard, and it like it doesn't go bad. 
There's flies around it constantly. What's well, well, already bad? Yeah, no, it's right. It's, it's already actually, bad. It's, it's already bad. It starts so bad. Like, yeah, it starts bad. <laughs> but like, if people try to cook with it and like you get it on a spoon, it just never goes away. It's like the herpes of the cooking world. It's like Vaseline on yes. a car a car windshield. Oh my god! Yeah, this is that's terrible, terrible. Oh, man. You ever want to ruin someone's fucking day? Just go take Vaseline and put it on their windshield. You cannot clean that off. No, you have to like scrape that and hope for the best. Yeah, you've ruined that person's life. Essentially, <laughs> <laughs> they have to get a new car at that point. Just <laughs> be ashamed of very yourself. Very true. Very very true. God, there's a ton of pranks we used to play like that. We did that one. One of the one of my favorite had to be the wet, moist dog shit underneath the, the uh, door handle. Underneath the door handle. Oh my yeah. god! Go but it's such a dick move though, because it's like most of the time we weren't even gonna hang around long enough to see it happen. We did. This guy's getting up for work at six fifteen yeah. in the morning. He's we, already pissed off because his boss has a he had a big report for him and then he's yeah. gotta dig his fingernails into a bunch of dog shit. We did some pretty dumb shit as kids. I mean like pretty dumb. Like borderline could have gone to jail. Like I remember a friend of mine, uh, his girlfriend cheated on him and he's like, We're putting sugar in this fucking kid's gas tank. <laughs> And we're, like, going to find this kid and scare the shit out of him. Um, and ultimately, it came down to he made the decision to loosen his lug nuts. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm like, this is, like, a bad episode of any 80s TV <laughs> show. Like, this doesn't end well. I know what happens, you know? Like, oh, the tire is fucking blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, some of that shit, it was just, it was ridiculous. Like, what we did. Revenge is a very strong drug, and <laughs> that is one of the main reasons you got to be careful who oh, yeah. you fuck over in this world. Yeah. And obviously, you got to try to not yep. fuck people over the most you can. You yep. know, that's the easiest way to avoid this problem. But you got to be careful because some people in this world, you fuck them over. They will ruin oh, their own lives just to get getting you. even with you. Yep. They will ruin their life just to get trying you. to get even Steven and get Ha yeah. See how's it feel? How's yeah. it feel, huh? I lost everything, but yeah. yeah, my wife left me. I don't have a house. My kids won't talk to me. Yeah. But at least we're even now. Right. And yeah, I nope. I have no desire to do that. Like I honestly my life, I don't need, I can't hold grudges. I can't be mad. I just can't anymore. I'm fucking, yeah. I, I sound like the salty old guy, but mm-hmm. I just can't. It's not worth my time. It's not worth my energy. Oh, if you're that it's... much of a shit baggage, don't want you in my life. And you yeah. probably did something that it gets me the ability to excuse you from being in my life. Yeah. And it is. It's so much energy, man. It takes so much energy to stay pissed at somebody. Like, yeah, I've I've been pissed before. Yeah, I got fired from a car dealership. And yeah, like you're thinking, I I wasn't thinking lug nuts, but I was thinking yeah. some serious th- uh, uh, damage to these yeah. vehicles. You know, some some bullshit. That in hindsight, you're like, oh man, I could have actually served jail time. Yeah, exactly. I I yeah. I, I might have gone to the slammer just trying to get even here. Right, right. And you know, I'm luckily for me, I'm a huge pussy, so <laughs> all these things fizzle out after about eight to twelve hours. Yeah. Yeah. You know, these feelings of rage. And I'm just like, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's not it's worth not, it. It's I mean, like, it's natural to feel that way like this motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Exactly I just can't, can't hold into it. No, hold it's it. too much energy. And, you know, and I've had people that have fucked me over, you know, 
I don't want to over exaggerate, but no. you know, put me in a fucking really weird and bad spot yep. and put me in a period of my life that I don't really like to look back on. Yep. But at the same time, it's like I can still be around yeah. those people. Yeah. You know, I can still be around that person. Obviously, our relationship is vastly different than it was at yep. one point. But, you know, whatever. We can still be civil yeah. and have a couple of laughs and get a and do a little bit of small talk. You know, it's not gonna kill me. And again, yeah, like you said, Holding those grudges mm. takes so much energy yeah. and so much of your time, and it just wears you down. You're just less of a person after yeah. it, and then you just at the end of it, you just say, "Well, what was it all for? Yeah, what what did I even give a shit? Get over it. Yeah, yeah they fucked you. So what? The world is going to eventually fuck everybody at some point. You know, you just got to battle through it. It's adversity. Everybody experiences it, and the most important thing is. How are you going to react to this? And yeah. how are you going to come back from this situation? Well, the good part, I think, and as you get older, you understand, is you get to control and choose your own reaction. Right? It's yours. You get to, no one else can do that. Mm-hmm. You get to decide. Yeah. You know? And I mean, like, totally separate, but kind of along the same line. I find that, like, uh, you know, so single again. So having this, like, going out and... You know, checking out different apps and things like that, and you know, I'm 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 still a a very uh, you know, I want to find that person, I guess. Mm-hmm. So you know, you get out there and yeah, had a dude troll me on Tinder, you know, <laughs> and it's like, what fucking level of shitty is your life that you're fucking trolling me? Now, here's the funny thing. All right, I'm gonna tell set this story up for you. I. Just, you know, I go through and I'm on Tinder and there's no way to distinguish distinguish gay, straight, whatever. And I have my profile, it's there, and I just fuck, I'm like, oh, yeah, good looking dude, swipe, boom, good looking dude, but oh, three mutual interests, swipe right, ooh, dump truck, swipe left. You know what I mean? So, like, you go through and it's, it's you know, you go through right. Yeah. And this dude matches up and a, a little younger than, you know, I was like 24 or something like that, you know? I was like, okay, well, whatever. And, like, Five minutes later, sends a message. She's like, hey, man, what's up? I was going to start talking. And then uh, I go, hey, not much. How's it going? Uh, you know, thanks for the match. And he's like, yeah, definitely. He's like, hey, I got a question for you. And I'm like, oh, God, what's next? And he's like, what the fuck's up with your hairline? And just to proceed. So, and so I'm like playing along because now I know what it is. Uh-huh. But I'm thinking to myself, how boring is your life? <laughs> That you are fucking trolling somebody on Tinder. You know, I'm just yeah. like, whatever, man. It's like, fuck, you know, just it, there's a block button. I get to block you. Yeah. You know, and I think that probably drove him more nuts. You know what I mean? It's like, whatever, man. Like, you're not even worth, you know, but that that's the same thing in, in, in real life reactions, you know? Yeah. I think in work, I probably get a little bit more excited, but it yeah. goes away after like five minutes. For sure. I got to tell myself this all the time when I'm driving too. You yeah. know, it's like, I want to be that guy. It's like, go, what the fuck you do? Like, yeah. it's a, it, the, the right turn arrow is green. Oh, yeah. Go, you don't have to look. What are you doing? Yeah. Move, you know? And then it's like, just calm down. Yeah. You know, this is just, you're in the car. Yeah. You're in driving mode you're and good. some stupid stuff's going to happen while you're in driving mode. Yeah. But you're going to have to spend this 25, 30 minutes doing this. So just deal with it yeah. and deal with all the bullshit that comes along and don't let it fucking raise your blood pressure 80 points, you know, That's just it. for no fucking reason. It's exactly it. So, it, but it, but it's, but it is hard to tell yourself that though, you know, yeah. you just want to turn into the incredible Hulk and just fucking rip those purple jeans of yours. <laughs> yeah. 
Which, God. why the fuck was he wearing purple jeans anyway? Well, and why does it, and why did the pants not get destroyed? I know. Uh, you give me that, guys. He's got strong enough legs yeah. to jump three miles at a time, which, for those of you who haven't put it together, <laughs> that's basically flying. Yeah. Okay, that's basically flying. Jumping five miles at a time yeah. is essentially flying. It is. You know, you're causing more damage yes. by doing it, but that's kind of his thing anyway, so he probably appreciates that more. <sighs> the things we watched. Comedy roulette. Uh, that was one of the questions somebody else got, and I was like, which one? Who who's your, who's your least favorite superhero? Oh, and they said the Incredible Hulk. And no, they no, they, no, they passed on it, and I was just like, Oh my god, are you kidding oh, me? I wish that was my question. That's always oh, that's god. always a popular one. I know, I know. I I, I had a I would have a great answer for. It. I mean, think of the Incredible Hulk. Like I said, he can jump him. He can jump three miles at a time. That's yeah. basically flying. He's got super strength. He's bulletproof. Yep. He's green. You know, yeah. for whatever reason. The only thing the Hulk can't do is the one thing that me and you have to do, and that's control our goddamn temper yeah. in public. Yeah, but he always seems to find a way. Like, he finds a way at the end. Like, just when he's about to squeeze the guy's neck and, and choke him out, he just puts him down and, like, pats him. Good man. Yeah. I just, yeah, no. I, God, that's yeah. That's the one thing pass. he can't do. I wouldn't pass on that question. I would take that question every day. Oh my God, I know. I could get into it about Batman. Oh my God, Superman. It's like, oh, we got to we got to put Super in your name. Jeez, yeah. you got a little bit of an ego the trip ego going trip, on over exactly. here. Exactly. Yeah, Super's in your name. All right, Clark. All right. Tell you what, if you ever do want to watch, you know, I'm the documentary nerd. Watch mm-hmm. a good one. Um, there's a documentary out there about Adam West. So, uh, Did he just die? He just died. He yeah. just died. Okay. Yeah, but this is a couple of years ago, and like the plight to get him a star on the Walk of Fame. Uh-huh. It's a Washington guy. He's from here. Mm. He's from out, I think, Central. But uh, yeah, that's why he's batshit crazy. Right. Well, yeah, I know he's batshit, but he owned it. He yeah. owned it, and his family. He I mean, was the bat. but he got. He basically had to go out, and I remember this as a kid. So, when they canceled the show, and he couldn't get other work. Like, he would still get stuff, and they'd be like, oh, come on this talk show, but wear the bat costume. <laughs> like, so he got fucking typecast. Like, really? Oh, and and God, so that's he, awful. So he hooked up with that Seth MacFarlane, and he, and I mean, he did the voices and stuff, so he got, yeah. he did voiceover stuff, and he got benefited from that and that relationship, you know, enormously, but he owned his bat shit crazy, and he's like, yeah. I'm not going to change. He's like, this is me. You know the dude was probably going to fucking swinger parties and, like... You know, doing lines. But I remember as a kid, my dad and my mom took me and a friend of mine that I grew up with, this kid, Brian Novak, and took us to the World of Wheels in Boston. And we met the guy who played Roscoe, the sheriff on Dukes of Hazard, who was in the costume, brought the beagle, brought Flash. The beagle. The Beagle and Adam West. And it was so cold. He was wearing like a winter jacket over his bat suit. Never forget it. But he was wearing the bat suit. And like I had the autograph. And it was like the Batmobile was there. You could like take a picture with it, whatever. And it was just like now I'm an adult and I see that documentary. I'm like, oh, he did that shit to feed his family. Yeah. And he had to like sell his house in, in L.A. And he moved his family up to Boise. And, like, lived in Boise, Idaho. He's like, I had to go there, you know, when I would commute for appearances and work and things like that. But it was like, he he had that lull of, like, the 80s were not good to him. Yeah. Until Seth MacFarlane and Family Guy took off, and then that brought him back up. 
and got him back in. But it's pretty good, pretty good documentary to watch. Yeah. Man, it's crazy to me to think how much the bat suit has changed. Like from his little spandex, like little <laughs> covering over this. Like I've seen burkas that were yeah. more thorough than that thing. Give me a break. And now, and now you got the Batman suit, and it's made of like Kevlar, right. high polyurethane, right? You know, carbon fiber. It's like he, he could probably take a shit in that thing, and it probably wouldn't even have to take it off. You know, I think the same could be said about wrestlers' costumes too. That's true. Yeah, wrestlers' costumes were a little bit like... I think the sequin industry has probably taken a hit because of the yeah. lack of wrestling costumes that involve sequins. Uh, that is true. Robes and such. <laughs> Custom robes. <laughs> Jet airplanes! Yeah. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? So Dude, we've been talking about that in my work, man. Oh, God. I'm, I'm getting back into the wrestling thing. Yeah, we were, we were doing it all day today. I was telling my coworkers... A lot of times if I'm if I need to go out on like a Friday, Saturday night, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like I I know I want to go out, but I'm not feeling it quite yet. A lot of times I'll sit on the couch and I'll put on uh, some best of Ric Flair videos. Woo! Oh my god, dude. You want to get some motivation going in your life? Yeah. Listen to that guy talk. Wheeling dealing. I got a limousine a mile long yeah. with twenty five women just yeah. dying for me to go. Woo! Yeah. I mean, if if, if the there's Nate. nothing, if there's a pep talk you would ever get, that's it right there. So right? the Nate actually gets brought in. Um, I'm friends with a guy who hosted the podcast with him. So I'm friends with a guy, Conrad Thompson, and Conrad hosted Ric Flair's podcast with him. Oh, he now okay. hosts a podcast with uh, Bruce Pritchard, which is the top ranked podcast out. Like it's an amazing podcast. Really? Um, yeah, something to wrestle with, Bruce Pritchard, and. Um, Conrad is the co-host, and, and dude, he actually owns like he owns a mortgage company. Uh, he's down in Alabama. He's a huge Alabama fan. Roll Tide, and he is friends with all these guys. So he hosts the podcast with him and stuff. And and it's they were talking about it that but this is back when the Nature Boy had his thing. Yeah, that well, and, well, NFL he's always teams. Have his thing. He always he'll always have NFL his teams thing. bring him in. To give motivational pep talks. And I think it was like in one of the, like, there's something about it because he got into a beef with like, he's a, he's, um, his roots are in like, he grew up in Minnesota, but his roots are in North Carolina or something like that. And, and so they, he did it for the Panthers and then the 49ers hired him and then that set off sparks. <laughs> he got into this big Twitter sparks war. Fire. Yeah. And it was like, you know, uh, you know, you know, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, jet flying, son of a gun, <laughs> and like he'd go in and do that stuff for them. And I'm like, good for him, man. Yep. There's a special place. I don't watch it now. Like I don't watch wrestling now. Oh, yeah. But I'm fascinated about the behind the scenes and the business of it. So if yeah. you like that stuff, the something to wrestle with, Bruce Pritchard, you know, and and basically tells you about the back the backside of things. Yeah. Like you know, you find out how the hamburgers made. Exactly. You know, and you're like, okay, now I can kind of piece this shit together. You know, and figure out like why why I was so drawn to it, you know, and yeah. all these different things. But yeah, it's it's a really that's a good one to listen to. I've seen some like interviews with Ric Flair and stuff after the fact, and the guys asking him questions like, "So did you like have uh, writers that helped you out with all that material, or do, what did you see?" He's like, 
Writers? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I came up with most of that stuff in the taxi ride to yeah. the stadium. Yeah. Uh, from the airport, you know? Yeah, it was like, Space I, I Mountain. Writers, like, you know? Just shit like that. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's what they did back then. Now yeah. it's all, never, now everything like the people that are in the industry are like, oh, it's all fed to them and everything. And they get like that. And it's, it's a, it's totally different, but yeah. I think there's a little bit more of a storyboard that they work yeah, off of. Yeah, which that's not like I know? could care less about yeah. that. Yeah. I just wanted to see, you know, the American dream, baby, Dusty Rose. <laughs> Hottest working man. Second most famous athlete next to Muhammad Ali. You know, I'm just like, that shit was like, for me, like, that was like, wow, this is, this is, I could buy into this as a kid. Yeah. Like you said, oh, you know. Well, then back when we were a kid, too, it was the glory days. You know, we were talking about all the guys who have come and gone, you know, and <sighs> got into them. Yeah, well, uh, I know we talked about this before, like afterwards we were like, oh, cool. Yeah. Like we'll watch hoarders. And then we just like laughed our ass off for three hours with hoarders. Yeah. Do that with where are they now videos of wrestlers. Where are they now? Oh, man. Like Kamala. Kamala doesn't have legs. Yeah. He makes money by singing and selling chairs he hand makes chairs with no legs handmade chairs I mean, by kamala i guess if you need a chair go to a guy who doesn't have any legs yes. he's gonna know a good chair you know kamala makes handmade chairs that's his deal so you know lost him because of the beatus yeah they got him yeah. but you know shit like that like some of these things some of these guys are smart with their money yeah some were not so smart some still got to be like grinding it out in the independence and you know mm-hmm. making appearances and stuff and some of a lot of them have passed recently, though. Too, oh yeah, you know? that's a huge. We we're talking about Macho Man. That guy, he died a couple years Heart ago. Attack. And here he was. He was actually like his. He was living his life clean. Yeah, like he very. Was he was just trying to make a change. Had a young wife. Yeah. Fucking just boom, heart attack. Drives across the median. Yeah. You know, way to go out like that. I mean, but yeah, a lot of these guys. Yeah. And you hear about some of them how they died. You're like, what the? Yeah. What are you kidding me? You know. I'm going to take Hulk Hogan and I'm going to smash him so hard his mother won't even recognize him. All right? And all you Hulkamaniacs know one thing. You're cheering for a big blonde dope. (laughs) It was basically right. Like if you said that now, people would be like, who's the slow guy? Like, honestly, talk about sequins, too. Yeah. Oh, God. Everything dangling. Oh, the, man. And him like, and the Ultimate Warrior, gone, too. That was oh, one yeah. of my favorites. Jim Hellwig. The Ultimate. The day he's the after. Ultimate Warrior. The he, d- no one can beat him. He's the, Ultimate. The day after. But that dude was batshit crazy. You go and watch his oh. YouTube videos. No, even after. He'd just ramble about shit. And he'd, like, he'd talk about the coyotes and shit. Like... That man was fucking out there. And when you watch his stuff, like, he would get into, like, Twitter wars with people. He was just trying to remain relevant, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, there's so many things. That there, You show someone a picture of the Ultimate Warrior, they'll be like, who's that? Like, yeah. now. Like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> you know? And that, like, occasionally you'll see something. Like, if I'm watching, I go down the rabbit hole of, like, it's just on in the background. And something about current wrestling will come in. Like I don't know who these fucking people are. Yeah. You know, I have no idea. Yeah. But it's like the Undertaker just retired. I was like, he was still wrestling. Yeah, like, that's crazy. I was like, that's insane. Yeah. Like I can remember the first time that he wrestled Survivor Series, like eighty seven or something, whatever yeah. the year was and stuff. 
But yeah, all those guys. It's just man, it's wrestling. Yeah. Hulk Hogan, I uh I saw I read something somewhere. Since back when he was a wrestler, six foot ten. Since now he had to have some back surgery, they did yeah. some things to him. Now he's six foot six. Really? Yeah, he lost four inches <laughs> since his wrestling. I think days. it may have been a little bit of exaggeration too that he wasn't really six ten. You think? I mean, it could be. You could. He shrink. matched up fairly well with Andre the Giant, but yeah. how tall was Andre? Was at least seven. Seven. Foot. He was at least seven. He I think they been. said like seven and a little change. Yeah, probably a little bit of change. So, they but they build him as like seven four. Yeah. Right? Like, who's going to be able to tell? And there's so many things that they could do. He's wearing that's bigger true, boots. Yeah, this that's true. Hogan's wearing bigger, bigger God, boots. Andre the Giant, think of some putting some hard mileage oh. on your engine. Holy oh. shit. Can you imagine pumping blood throughout that thing? No, I can't even imagine putting on that fucking singlet. Oh, my God. Yeah, you have to, to be laying down like a baby yeah. and just have them slip it over your legs. It's, yeah. And then I, have a crane lift you up so right? you can stand again. There was uh, one of the referees was his, like, assistant. And he, yeah, that, that dude was like, imagine the shit he had to do for Andre. I never, uh, I never want to, yeah, I never want to get that big. That's, uh, that's one of those things, you know, those big guys are rare like that. But, uh, besides Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, mm-hmm. I mean, they don't, they don't no. really last that long. No. Know? They don't really last that long. That's, that's true. I mean, the biggest guy ever, he was like, he had, I think he was like eight or nine feet tall. Like yeah. The biggest guy ever recorded, but I think he died like his early forties, you know? Oh yeah. Maybe even not that long. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Probably not even that long to be honest, just cause it, that, that body is just so hard to maintain. It is. You know, but definitely. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, uh, well, Hey, you know, um, it's positive changes, man. You know, you're doing some things, you're mixing it up, uh, you gotta use the. You gotta use this time the best we can. We went from vegan to OJ to the criminals' <laughs> housing costs. I mean, shit. Wait till we listen back on this. <laughs> we hit the whole spectrum of things. That's what. That's we the do. nice thing about the shows. We can cover a lot of topics. You know, yeah. in a fairly good amount of time. You're gonna yeah. let the cat out of the bag about the exciting news for next week. Exciting news for next. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, big show coming up uh, next week. Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. The next rendezvous. Wednesday at the rendezvous. Belltown. Uh, down in Belltown. It's uh, it's the Tacoma invade Seattle. Okay. But before the show, an earful in the Emerald City is going to do a remote podcast. Mm-hmm. We're going to be out in the field, you guys. Field. Out doing our thing in the trenches. Yes. With the rest of these uh, grinders, these open micers. Yes. Getting, out. getting some of the uh, Tacoma faces. And doing their thing. Yeah. So at the rendezvous, you guys, uh, what time does that show start at? Starts, show starts at 7. We're going to start the podcast above 5.30. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Somewhere around so. there. Something like that. And get, get, some, uh, get some fresh voices mm-hmm. and hear about, you know. Maybe pick their brain about how the scene is down there. Yeah, see how the to, the Roma Tacoma is treating them down there. Absolutely, and we will not talk about wrestling. No, there will be no <laughs> wrestling chat. I was gonna say, I remember when Ultimate Warrior was even the British Bulldog. Yeah, right. Even that was a great character, but he wasn't yeah. British at all. No, he wasn't British at all. Yeah, no, none of them. Thank you. I'm glad we doubled back for that. I, I had know. to get that off my chest. That was killing me. But yeah, next Wednesday, you guys come out, come down to the show. If you're uh, not doing anything, should be a good, should be a good time. They got some good, uh, they got some good talent down there in Tacoma. Those guys ain't nothing to joke with. You know? Absolutely, some not. rough neighborhoods, but there you know, are. the roughest of neighborhoods uh, sometimes produce the uh, biggest diamonds in the rough. Yes, you, know? you never know. That's so. for sure. But uh, thank you guys for joining us. Appreciate you guys listening here. Uh, episode number eighty. 
84, I want to say. 84. Uh-huh. Again, I'm getting pretty hazy with these numbers, but uh, yeah, we're getting up there, guys. Jamie, uh, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it, man. Always Thanks a for having good me. time having you on here. The the get the, the crowd always loves you you know you're always a favorite so i always hear thing. good things you keep having me back so <laughs> yeah well hey you keep eating on that vegan diet you know i know and, uh, and we'll talk man yeah we'll uh, maybe we'll even track your progress here i gotta i gotta say uh you, you are looking a little tighter thank uh, you i gotta it's... give you that you, you are looking a little tighter still probably doing a number on my lazy boy right now but well, uh you know I, w- one step at a time you know we're gonna go slowly here so i think uh, i slowly heard it crying <laughs> earlier <laughs> He's back. Aaron gets skinnier uh. friends. <laughs> oh, thank you guys for joining us. Earful in the Emerald City. Uh, appreciate you guys being here. Check us out on uh, Twitter. Um, we had a little blockade. Uh, I think I think Marcus got some feminists really mad at us, and uh, you know Twitter's putting the crackdown on us. So we'll get that going. But at Earful in E City uh, on Twitter, and um, shoot us an email, you guys, if you have something you want us to talk to. Or talk about it's uh, Emerald City Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, Jamie. Appreciate you guys listening to another episode of An Earful in the Emerald City. Uh, thanks for being here, and we will speak with you guys next week. <laughs>